thank you for forgiving us for sins we have not even done. Thank you most of all for your blood being shed so our names can be written in the Lamb's book of life. Holy Spirit, you are the true teacher. Only you can take verbal words and plant them inside of a spiritual heart so that we can birth purpose. So I pray that today, every word that is said will be pleasing to God. But most of all, you will take what's said and you will transplant it into our lives so that when we leave this place, our lives will never be the same. Jesus, thank you for watching over your word to perform it. And we declare that signs, miracles, and wonders are going to follow the word today. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody say amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. God bless you this morning. How many visitors we have in the house? Just wave if you're visiting, if you're visiting. Okay, we have a few in here. Give our visitors a big hand clap. If you're viewing online, thank you so much for being a part. We have people watching from all over the place. Last week, we had someone watching from North Dakota. I didn't know people lived there. But we have one soul that's watching Word of Truth at North Dakota. And if you're tuning in, thank you for watching us. Amen. So the month of December, we've been in a series entitled Jesus, the gift that keeps on giving. Everybody say Jesus, Jesus. the gift that keeps on giving. And so today, of course, being Christmas Sunday, we're closing our series with our fourth lesson. And it's entitled Participation, the Key to Manifestation participation the key to manifestation and here's the thing you don't want to leave until the end i have a surprise at the end of the message that i believe will bless us all and so before we dive into the message today uh, i want to encourage you to go back and listen to the the message the whole series at least one time or twice or three times even if you have to listen to it a fourth time you may say well why because I believe this last series will position you and I to have a very prosperous future for 2023. Amen. And so the goal of the message today is to provide you and I with some biblical inspiration that will motivate us to become consistent givers. And of course, we've been talking about giving and we're not just talking about money because your life consists of giving. If you married, hopefully you did something to give to your spouse when you got up today. If you have kids, you had to do something to give to them on today. And so us having a better understanding and inspiration on giving, this will help us, listen, I believe, uh, understand and receive manifestation. And so what I want to do is start this message off with a testimony because the testimony to me accentuates why I'm doing the message. So I received this on last week, so I want you to listen to it. This is from one of our members. It says, hi, Pastor Evan. I trust you're well. I just wanted to share a blessing I received today. I've been off work now for two months recovering from knee surgery. I'm getting a portion of my regular pay as I have short-term disability coverage. It's been cumbersome receiving timely checks to say the least. I was owed three weeks of pay and two weeks of that pay was in the form of a hard check, which they say it's where? In the mail. Y'all been there before. They say it's in the mail. They say I haven't received it yet. The most recent week for which I was due came this morning in the form of a direct deposit to my checking account. I didn't know it was going to be uh, directly deposited. I had prayed and asked God for my pay to come prior to Friday. So 
that happened. And then they say, I also put an expectation to the seed I had sown and asked for manifestation now. Everybody say now. And unknowingly, this is what they said, I unknowingly had had not spoken this out loud before. Everybody say confession. Listen, confession is important. It saved you. Confess with your and believe in your your confession. Watch this now is what is proof of what your heart believes. So if you say nothing, you believe nothing. Amen. With that said, today I blessed a former co-worker who was in need. This evening, a longtime friend of mine cash out me $500. Somebody get a Lord of hand clap for the $500, right? How many want to see somebody cash out for $500? All right. Praise the Lord. And this is the reason why the friend cash out them. It said, just because God told her to bless me. And then the next day, they sent me another text. Pastor Eben, I received another blessing this morning. $200 from another longtime friend. How many need some friends like that? Everybody say, my participation activates my manifestation. So let me do this uh, before I jump into the lesson itself. I want to give you uh, five reasons people give. And this is whether they're giving money, whether they're giving their time, whether they're giving their treasure, whatever it is. Uh, and here's the first reason most people give. Some people give out a personal gain. Okay, Luke 638 says give and it shall be what? Given back to you. And so these are people who only give, they only do it because it will benefit them. Here's the problem with if you're giving for personal gain. When you have enough, you stop giving. Here's number two, and they all PG. You know, I'm a pastor, so I have to make them rhyme. The second PG is public gratification. Some people give for that reason. Acts chapter 5 verse 1 talks about Ananias and Sapphira. And this was a couple who was only giving to be recognized or acknowledged. And people who give for public gratification, they give to get credit and public acknowledgement. You know, there are some people who will not join a church unless the church acknowledges them as a certain level giver. Amen. Here's number three. Some people give uh, what I call performance giving. And these are people who give to be able to say that they did it. Amen. These are people that give it out of religion or out of, uh, you know, just out of uh, uh, regiment. But it's really not out of relationship. And so in Mark chapter 14, I just want to read something real quick about this one. Because a lot of times we are performance givers and we don't know it. So in Mark 14 verse 4, it says, and there was some, this is after Jesus, this lady had came and uh, uh, anointed his feet with some very expensive perfume. And it says, and there were some that had indignation with them themselves. And they said, why was this waste of the ointment made? Can you imagine? They were saying Jesus wasn't worth whatever she put on his feet. Amen. So verse 5 shows us. It says, for this might have been sold for more than 300 pennies or pence and have been given to the poor. Wow. And then it says they murmured against her. Why would they have a say so in her giving? It ain't like she was going to give it to them. You ever met people like that? Amen. Listen, be happy for when people are blessed. Can, can I tell you why? 
Because when God sees that you're happy that somebody else gets blessed, then he sees how you respond to blessing. And so he can decide to do you like that. A lot of times people don't get blessed because they are hating on the person who got blessed. Even if it's your enemy. Listen, somebody right now, you got a coworker you can't stand. Listen, when they get there, they got a new car. Give them some gas money this week. Mm, I didn't get no amens on that one. I just got a lot of moaning and groaning. Y'all hear them? Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> then we have, this is number four, pressured giving. And this is in 2 Corinthians 9 where it says for us not to give grudgingly or out of necessity. And these are people who give because they feel pressured to. This is, you know, if you grew up in a Baptist environment or the churches, you know, in the Presbyterian church, we just pass the plate. But in some of these environments, you know, they put the table right up here. And the offering, you had to get up and you had to march. No, you weren't sitting at your seat because they were not sure if you was going to give something. So they made everybody get up and march. And then they put the marching music on. Come on, y'all know that music, don't you? And you come around, and even if you didn't have nothing, you still had to march. That's why you saw people, they just touch the table when they go by. (laughs) Pressured giving. And then here's the last one, which we all ought to do, and that is we should give to please God. And this is when a person gives because they love God and they love other people. Amen. So let's look at point number one. When we're talking about participation, the key to manifestation. And boy, if you can get this today, because I'm going to do something to activate your participation today. I'm going to do something that I'm pretty quite sure you've never been at a church and they did. So let's look at point number one. It is manifestation can be expected when there is participation. Everybody say manifestation can be expected. When there's participation, what a farmer, what farmer do you know looks for a harvest from a seed he has not sown? That wouldn't make sense, would it? And so just like he would look for a harvest from a seed he hasn't sown, he can justifiably look for a harvest from seed that he has sown. And so I'm about to read some verses of scripture. All of these verses of scripture have two things in common. You're going to see where there was participation And then you're going to see where there's manifestation. Everybody say participation and manifestation. So I'm going to read. And some of these I'm going to summarize. And then some of them I'm actually going to go over the verse. And here's why I'm going over this. Because all of them show us the manifestation that should take place after we participate. Amen. So Malachi 3 is the first one. It says in verse 10, bring all the tithe into the storehouse. Everybody say that's participation. And then he says, here's the, here's the other part, that there may be meat in my house. And then he says, test me, says the Lord of hosts. Here's the manifestation. If I will not open you the what? Windows of heaven and pour out a what? Blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. And then in addition to that, he says, I'm going to rebuke who? The devourer. Everybody say, my participation activates my manifestation. Here's the New Living Translation of Luke chapter 6, verse 38. It says, give. Everybody say, give. give. See, that's participation. And then he says, and you will receive. That's manifestation. He says, your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Listen to Proverbs eleven twenty four in the Living Bible. It says, it is possible, watch this church, to give away and become richer. 
It is also possible to hold on too tightly and lose everything. Then this is the part I like. It says, yes, the liberal man shall be rich. By watering others, he waters himself. It sounds like giving with liberality causes me to receive liberality. Everybody say years ago. Years ago. So our church was smaller, right? I think we were in year maybe three or four. So during those years, I kind of had to be involved in doing everything. It was three of us on staff. And so as the church was growing, so I was responsible for doing all the weddings and all the funerals and all the training and, and all of that. And so I was working hard, working hard. And, and I, I felt myself getting weary. How many know what I'm talking about? You know, they call you one more time to volunteer. It's like, oh, what happened to Sally? Right? So I started getting weary and I felt myself getting weary. And Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says, and let us not be weary in well-doing. Why? Because in due season, that's manifestation, you will reap if you don't faint. And so I'll never forget, I'm working hard and I'm tired. And uh, uh, you know how, like when you at that brink of just like wanting to just quit or just cuss everybody out. How many have been there? Just wanted to just cuss everybody out. I wasn't at that stage. But I was at the, you know, just tired. And then I had to find my first employee. That didn't feel good at all. So now, I'm, I'm burnt almost, you know, and, and, and I got I fired somebody. So I'll never forget. It was a Monday. I had preached. And, uh, I was at home and Mondays are my off day. So I figured, okay, you know what? I'm just going to lay in the bed all day and I'm going to watch some Martin. I'm the man. <laughs> so I'm in the bed. I'm watching Martin. And one of the members called. Hey, Pastor Evan, uh, I'm going out of town. Can I drop my tithing offering off at the house? Cause you have to understand at that time, the office was the house. Right? So I was like, you know, I didn't want to see nobody. You know how you be in the funk? You don't want to see nobody. How many know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. That's all? Are you in a funk right now? Let me see. <laughs> so I was in this funk. I was in the funk and I did not want to see nobody, but they insisted on bringing their tithing off. And you know, most pastors be like, bring it. I didn't, I just, you know, so finally they just pushed it and I said, okay, come on, bring it by the house. And so they, you know, they brought it by the house and then they gave me like a greeting card with it. And so when they left, I thanked them for being, you know, cause what I love about what they said is, oh no, pastor, I ain't going out of town with God's money. I was thinking, I wish all the saints was like that. You know, the light bill don't wait on you to come back. So anyway, y'all to get that in a minute. <laughs> so anyway, I put the, the, the tithing offering down on the desk and, and I put the, uh, the greeting card down. And I go back in the room because I was watching some, my aunt, I'm the man. So I'm laying down and watching Martin. And the Lord says, you need to get up and go read that card. I said, I didn't want to get up. He said, you need to get up and go read that card. So I get up and I open up the card and it was something really nice in there. As a matter of fact, it just blessed me. From what was written in the card. And there was a check in the card that was face down. So I turned the check over and the check was for $10,000. How many know I, I felt better right away? 
I forgot who I fired. I don't even remember their name to this day. <laughs> I'm just playing. I have been so seed. And Galatians, uh, in the New Living Translation, put it up there for me. Galatians 6, 9 says this. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. Because at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessings if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those who are in the family of faith. I know you might feel tired, might look tired, might sound tired, and might, you may act tired. But I'm saying, don't get weary and well-doing. Because listen, you've already participated by giving, whether it was your time, your treasure, your talent. And I'm telling you, guess what? Reaping is on the way if you don't give up. So why did I read all those verses? I read them because faith comes how about by what, church? By hearing. And here's the thing. Some of you don't need faith to participate or to give. You need faith to receive. So here's point number two. If you are a giver, you qualify to be a receiver. Everybody say, if you're a giver, you qualify to be a receiver. Another way of saying that is this. Receiving should happen when giving has happened. Now listen to the NIV version of Philippians chapter 4. Because this whole thing about giving and receiving, they have, listen, they go together. Amen. It's like, it's like butter and toast that goes together. Amen. It's like a jerry curl and glycerin, it goes together. It's like water and soap. It go together. It's called a bath. He says this. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of what church? Did y'all see it? Is it up there? In the matter of what church? In a matter of what church? In a matter of what church? Notice it didn't just say giving. It said, he said, except you only. Look at verse 16. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent some aid again and again when I was in need. Verse 17. Not that I was looking for a gift, but I'm looking for what may be credited to your account. Verse 18. I have received full payment and even more. I'm amply supplied now that I received from Epaphroditus the gift you sent. They are a fragrant offering, acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And then he says in verse 19, the very famous verse, And my God will meet all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now here's the thing. Many people participate in giving, but they deny the very harvest that they are due because their attitudes of expectation are not in position to receive. Do you know pride is the biggest killer of manifestation? Listen, a few days ago, uh, I had to talk a lady into letting me bless her. I was in line for something. I don't know. It was a grocery store or wherever I was. But uh, it was somebody in line. And, and I said, uh, ma'am, can I just pay for your, your, your items? And this is what she said to me. And I quote, I can afford to purchase these. She automatically thought. That I was offering to pay for her items because I thought she couldn't afford it. 
Amen. And so this is what I said to her. I said, I'm not trying to bless you because I think you need it. I'm blessing you because I'm blessed to be a blessing. And that's the attitude of a lot of, a lot of us. It takes humility to receive. And this is why a lot of times when people try to bless us, we feel like we have to do something to earn it. Amen. And this is the attitude, unfortunately, that many of us have. We don't see that our pride may be hindering us from our harvest. And some of us are functioning in what I call low receiving esteem. You know how you have low self-esteem? Some of us have low receiving esteem. Meaning that we don't feel we are worthy to receive the harvest or blessing, so we forfeit it. Listen, just like it takes faith to give, it takes faith to receive. The other day, uh, I gave out uh, Christmas bonuses this past week to the staff. And one of my staff members said, Pastor, thank you so much for the gift. I wish there was a way that I could pay you back for your generosity. This was my response. You're welcome. I said, generosity cannot be repaid. It can only be appreciated and received. You can't pay back generosity. And that's the problem with a lot of us. The reason why we have not seen a manifestation or a reaping from seed that we have sown is because our pride is not is too high for us to receive. Because if somebody tried to bless you, you're like, oh, you don't have to do that. See, that's the devil right there. Oh, you don't have to do that. I'm okay. It's, listen, I'm not saying you're not okay. And I know I don't have to do it. I'm choosing to. But why is it that we feel like we, listen, and this is what I'm talking to some people in this room right here. Because a lot of people in this room are just like this. Somebody tries to bless you. And so what you do, you say, uh, well, you don't have to do it. And then finally, you know, they make you take it. And then you say something like this. Well, I'll just pay it forward with the next person. Why are you feeling guilty about receiving? Why do you feel so guilty about somebody blessing you that you feel like you have to do something to earn it? Amen. Faith is necessary to give, but faith is also necessary to receive. Say amen to that. Faith is the substance of things what? Hope for. So here's the question. Why would I hope for something if I feel like I'm not worthy to get it? And so in order for us to experience manifestation from our participation, we must accept the truth. Listen, that we are worthy to receive because Jesus made us worthy. Here's a take home statement. This is good right here. My feelings should never dictate my worthiness. My faith should. Did y'all get that? I said my feelings should never dictate my worthiness. My faith is what should dictate that. And a lot of us, our worthiness comes from how we feel about ourselves that day. We feel good about us. I feel worthy today. If we don't feel good about us, we don't feel worthy that day. Listen, that's not how worthiness works. Worthiness works, watch this, based on the worth that the person who created you sees you as. See, my value doesn't change just because life beats me up. 
Did y'all hear that? My value doesn't change just because life has beat me up. Listen, the thing about life is, if you just get back up, you'll win. Because God always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Most people don't win because they stay down when they get knocked down. But your value doesn't change just because... Listen, uh, uh, how many like money? How many like money? How many would like some of this money? I didn't say I was going to give you some. I just... <laughs> I just asked who would like some. Now, this is a $20 bill. $20 bill. Is this a $20 bill? It's real, okay? Well, all right, so watch this. All right, so I bought it up. Is, is it still a 20? Can you still buy $20 worth of stuff? Okay, so now I'm going to stomp on it a little bit, right? This is your ex. This is what he was doing to you before you got out. Well, she might have been doing it too because we got ladies that beat up me in these days too. You know. <laughs> Question. Is it still spendable? Okay, so even I've ever, I've even seen it where the bill got torn and they put some tape on it. How many would take a taped up $20 bill? Oh. Because the value of the bill was not determined by what the bill went through. The value of the bill, watch this, was already set. Because the creator or the manufacturer of the bill said, this is worth $20. Well, when God created you and me, he made us worthy by what Jesus did, not by what you did. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm worthy. I'm worthy. Now, how many of you would like this beat up bill right here? I didn't say I was going to give it to you. (laughs) Listen, church, the moment you and I start walking by how we feel is the moment we cease to walk by faith. Because it says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Sight represents your senses. So the moment we let how we feel, what we see, what we hear, how we, how, what we touch, the moment we let that dictate us, then we are now walking by the flesh. Now, another reason that manifestation, because that's what we're talking about, I'm closing here in just a minute, should be expected after, after participation is because giving, regardless of what kind of giving, is a form of producing fruit. Now, here's the last point. Point number three is this. Giving produces fruit. And fruit gives me asking status. Now, I'm going to skip. I'm going to come back. I'm talking to the media department now. If you would, jump down to John 15, verse 16. John 15, 16. And then we're going to go back to the notes that I gave you. I'm jumping around here. Uh, I want to show you that. There are different ways for us to produce fruit. And we have been ordained and commanded by Jesus himself to produce fruit. Now, let me say this. Jesus would never command us or ordain us to do something we didn't have the ability to do. So in John chapter 15, verse 16, they put it up there. Jesus says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And he said, here's why I've chosen you. I've ordained you. Well, why have I been ordained, Jesus? That you should go and bring forth what, church? Fruit. And then he says, and that your fruit should what? 
He says, listen, if you will go and produce some fruit and your fruit remains, he said, this is what's going to happen. Whatever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. So if I produce fruit and that fruit remains, I have asking status with God constantly. So I'm going to show you today that giving is one of the ways that you and I produce fruit. So let's now go back to, uh, let's go to uh, Philippians chapter 4. I'm reading out of the, the Revised Standard Version or the RSV. I'm going to show you here that giving is one of the ways that you and I produce fruit. And then we're going to close. It says, and you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, he says, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and what church? receiving except you only watch verse 16 but even in Thessalonica you sent me once and again here's verse 17 that shows us that giving is producing fruit he says not that I seek the gift but I seek the fruit which increases to your credit he's saying what you're giving is a form of producing fruit. You say, well, Pastor Evan, I don't believe that. Well, let's look in now. Romans chapter 15, verse 22. And this is the NIV version. I'm going to show you that producing, giving is part of what produces fruit. He says, this is why I have often hindered you from coming. But now there, are, there is no more place for me to work in these regions. And since I've been longing for many years to see you, he says, I plan to do so when I go to Spain. I hope to visit you while passing through and to have you assist me in my journey there after I've enjoyed your company for a while. Verse 25, he says to them, he says, now, however, I'm on my way to Jerusalem in the service to the saints there. For Macedonia and Achaia were pleased to make a contribution. That's giving. He said they were pleased to make a contribution for the poor that was among the saints in Jerusalem. He says they were pleased to do it. And indeed, they owe it to them. But if the Gentiles have shared in the spiritual blessings, they owe it to the Jews to share with them their material blessings. We're talking about giving here. Watch verse 28. He says, so after I have completed this task and have made sure that, watch this, that they have received this what? What is the fruit? The fruit was what they gave them. And see, most people don't see their giving as fruit. And that's why Jesus said, produce some fruit. And if your fruit remains, that's why you have to be consistent in your giving regardless of what it is. He says, if you do that, then you can ask the Father in my name and he says, I'll do it. So guess what? You have constant asking status and didn't even know it. See, that's what happened. Uh, uh, the, 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 the guy that was about to die uh, and he turned his face to the wall. If you go and read that account, God had told the prophet to tell him you're going to die. Let me tell you something. If God tell you you're going to die, go on and get your will together. Tell them who you want to be, to tell them what funeral home you want to use and everything because you're going. You know, look, you can use Spencer's and they can march in like this with your crown and everything, right? If God tell you you're going to die, you're going to die. But you know what he did? He turned his face to the wall and he, re- listen, he reminded God of the fruit of works that he had done. And you know what? God turned around, told that prophet, go back and tell him I'm going to add some years to his life. So how do we apply today's message? Well, I'm glad you asked me because I'm about to give everybody 
every, let me say this, every 18-year-old and up is going to get this envelope. On the envelope, it says, please do not open because I don't want you to open it because it's not for you, even though I'm giving it to you. Inside of this envelope, there are a couple of things in here. One of the things that's in here is this card. It's two of them that says, you have been blessed by a member of Word of Truth. And what else is in the card is $25 cash. And what we're going to do today, everybody say today. We're going to pass this out for everybody because the Bible says God gives seed to the sower. So now... Word of truth is giving you some seed to sow. And they gave me the count of how many people are in the building. And it looks like we're giving close to $18,000 today. But, But here's the bigger picture. The bigger picture is now you... Can expect, watch this because the, 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 the title of the lesson is participation causes manifestation. See, now you're going out because today, say today, today, you have to find something. They can't be related to you. Can't be your cousin. Can't even be your third cousin. You can't give it to somebody you know. It cannot be a family member. It cannot be not. You got to give this to a complete stranger. And you need to go up to them and say, you know what? I want to sow this into your life. This is $25 cash in here. Will you accept it and give it to them? So watch this. We're giving to our community on one day almost $18,000. We sowing seed, right? But here's the beautiful part. Because we gave the seed to you. And you are giving the seed out. Now, watch this. You qualify for the manifestation of the seed or the harvest that comes from the seed. So, how do we apply this? God always, 2 Corinthians 19, and I'm closing right here. It says, now he, God, who supplies seed to who, church? He supplies seed to who? So, guess what? God's going to get some more seed to you because you've sown the seed you got. Now, here's what I'm trying to get y'all to get in faith with me on. Here's step number two. Or uh, I, I provided a confession here, okay? It's going to be online and it's also on your notes, I think. But this confession, here's why I gave you a confession. Because you have what you say. You say, well, I don't believe that. But then don't say it. How many know a fight will get you, words will get you in a fight? When I was growing up, two words will get you a fight. Yo mama. Fight. Fight. Right? So, the Bible says that we can get 30, 60, and 100 fold. So I did the math for you. On the, on the minimum side, 30 fold is $750. Now see, some of y'all just have 30 fold faith. That's okay. You gotta start somewhere. Amen. Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. So what we gonna do is whatever faith level you at. See, I'm going for the top. The top is, uh, 2500. I'm going for the 100 fold. So let me help y'all recognize a blessing 
Because the blessing is not always the money that comes back. Because sometimes favor is worth way more than the money. So don't just look for money. Look for money now. Because that's what you sow. I want some of everything. Mix it up, God. Give me some favor over here, some resources over here, some open doors over here, the windows of heaven over here, some increase over here, men giving to my bosom over here. Give me all of it, God. And I want you to begin. I just gave you something to say. I want you to do this. It says, Father, you've always supplied seed to those who sow it. So I have sown. So now I'm expecting to reap. I declare that the windows of heaven are open and blessings are being poured out. I declare that men are finding me to give to me. I declare that favor is abounding towards me. And that all of my needs are met according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Thank you for 36 or 100 fold return on my giving. Thank you for a minimum of $750 coming. In my way in money and resources in favor and in blessings and I have faith God for the hundredfold and if you got the faith for the hundred then you say the hundred amen who got faith for the twenty five hundred I got you got faith for the twenty I got faith for the twenty five hundred too yeah he's standing up he got faith for the twenty five hundred but it sounds like an auctioneer twenty five hundred over there twenty five hundred so I want you all to 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 uh, stand up and they're going to give you one of these. Okay? Stand up. And when you get yours, sit down, okay? Because I need to make sure everybody get one. Don't be trying to take two because we don't want your curse now. <laughs> we don't want that. We're trying to bless you. So once you get yours, sit back down. we only seven minutes over. We're doing good. Once you get yours, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. And while they're doing that, I'm looking forward to some testimonies coming out of this. Amen. I'm looking forward to some testimonies coming out of this. So let me tell you while they're doing that, let me tell you how to repeat the cycle. Don't eat your seed. So let me give you an example. So let's say... say Seven hundred fifty dollars come in, and when they say come in, it might not all come at one time. It may come over here, it may come over here. But let's just say seven hundred fifty dollars came. Here's the cycle: you're gonna give first to God. How much? Ten percent of that. How much is that? Seventy-five dollars, and then give a twenty-five dollar offering. That's a hundred. Now you have how much left? How much? Six fifty. Do y'all need a calculator? You have 650 left. Okay? Alright. So when that 650 comes now, you, God wants to see if you're gonna eat it all, use it all, wear it all, or consume it all, or if you're gonna repeat the cycle. Because just because you gave to Him, that's your obligation. That's His. You're returning. You're not giving on the front end of that. So guess what? So out of the 650, it says, let a man purpose in his heart, so let him give. So now you ask, okay, Lord, out of the 650, 
Well, if you want to, you can divide it into thirds and you save some, you spend some, and then you sow some. But take a portion of the 650, even if it's just $75, and you find somebody to be a blessing to. We still got some people. They coming. They coming. Uh, they coming. All right. They got lots of, uh, they, they coming. All right. Yeah. Y'all keep giving them out. Yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Jesus. How many have been in a church and they gave out money like that? Let me see your hand. Anybody? One. Who else? Anybody else? You've been to a church that gave out money? Two. Okay. All right. Anybody else? Three. All right. Wow. Out of all these people, only three churches. And you know what? I know the church they're talking about. It's us. <laughs> I'm just playing. So did y'all get something out of the lesson today? I believe how we, listen church, how we steward this seed right here is going to determine our financial momentum going into 2023. Did y'all hear what I said? I said how we manage this. Because see, some of y'all, the increase is going to come and you're going to need it so bad that you're going to eat your seed. I'm telling you in advance, don't do it. Repeat the cycle. Go ahead. Give God what's his. Give him that first and give him a, that offering. And then say, okay, God, who you want? Set you purpose in your heart and set aside some money unless he tells you how much. And then you take that and you repeat the cycle. And then you expect him to do just like he did. You expect him to do it again. Everybody got one? Oh, wow. Everybody's been served. Make sure our overflow has been served too. Make sure they get served over there. Okay, are y'all, are y'all ready to give today? So here are the instructions. Who are you going to give it to? A stranger. When are you going to give it to him? Today. Amen. Boy, y'all listening today, ain't you? Okay, well, let me do an altar call very quickly because maybe somebody's watching us or maybe there's somebody in the room who needs salvation. In fact, by your heads right there where you are. If you die today and you're not sure you go to heaven, I want to pray for you.